0: Hi everybody. It's Jonathan and welcome to what usually is the mothball story time. And today I'm going to take a break from that story time because there's been a lot going on and I really want to address it. <laughs> you no, know, I've been meaning to go in depth on this particular topic for a while and I may yet still because there is a lot of ground to cover. But Before I do, I want to give a shout-out to my dear friend Beth Patterson to introducing a a new word into our lexicon during these times. That word is paranoia, spelled P-A-R-A-N-N-O. O-Y-A, which she defines as the profound irritation that comes from reading conspiracy theories. And that was actually what prompted me to put this out. And I'll put a link to the word in the show notes so you can all start using it in your day-to-day conversation. I also encourage you to purchase her music at bethpatterson.bandcamp.com today, May 1st, 2020. And every first Friday of the month thereafter, until we are through this mess, Bandcamp is waiving all their fees, so Beth and any of the artists you love who are on Bandcamp get 100% of the revenue. So go do it. Go purchase the stuff from Bandcamp. I'll wait. Did you do the thing? Good. So a few weeks ago... I was involved in an online conversation about Bill Cooper's book, Behold a Pale Horse. And with everything that's going on right now, I thought it was a good time to talk about the dangers of conspiracy theories. Let's start with an excerpt from Bill Cooper's book, Behold a Pale Horse. A symposium was held in 1957 that was attended by some of the great scientific minds then living They reached the conclusion that by, or shortly after, the year 2000, the planet would self-destruct due to an increased population or man's exploitation of the environment without any help from God or the aliens. By secret executive order of then-President Eisenhower, the Jason Scholars were ordered to study this scenario and make recommendations from their findings. The Jason Society confirmed the findings of the scientists and made three recommendations called Alternatives 1, 2, and 3. Alternative 1 was to use the nuclear devices to blast holes in the atmosphere from which the heat and pollution could escape into space. They would then change the human cultures from that of exploitation into cultures of environmental protection. Of the three... This was decided to be the least likely to succeed due to the inherent nature of man and the additional damage the nuclear explosions would themselves create. The existence of a hole in the ozone layer may indicate that Alternative 1 might have been attempted. This is, however, only conjecture. Alternative 2 was to build a vast network of underground cities and tunnels in which a select representation of all cultures and occupations would survive and carry on the human race. The rest of humanity would be left to fend for themselves on the surface of the planet. We know that these facilities have been built and are ready and waiting for the chosen few to be notified. Alternative 3 was to exploit the alien and conventional technology in order for a select few to leave earth and establish colonies in outer space. I am not able to either confirm or deny the existence of batch consignments of human slaves, which would be used for the manual labor as part of the plan. The moon, codenamed Adam, was the object of primary interest, followed by the planet Mars, codenamed EVE. I am now in possession of official NASA photographs of one of the moon bases. I believe that the Mars colony is also a reality. As a delaying action, all three alternatives included birth control, sterilization, and the introduction of deadly microbes to control or slow the growth of the Earth's population. AIDS is only one result of these plans. It was decided by the elite that since the population must be reduced and controlled, it would be in the best interest of the human race to rid ourselves of the undesirable elements of society. Now, Bill Cooper hosted a shortwave radio show called The Hour of the Time, which, besides casual listeners, was also popular among militia groups including one Timothy McVeigh. The Southern Poverty Law Center has noted that Bill Cooper had a huge anti-government following. But Cooper holds that ignominious position in American history of opening the door to modern conspiracy thought. Closely following Cooper came Alex Jones, now, I'm very aware of the demographics that listen to my podcast, so I know a good portion of you have at least brushed up against Alex Jones in his own conspiracy theories in one form or another. At the same time, in the early 2000s, there was Glenn Beck, and while Beck has faded into the background over the years, of the version of rabble-rousing he projected in the early 2000s served to make... Most Fox News viewers feel like intellectuals, while simultaneously turn them into zombies. Figuratively speaking, I want to include Coast to Coast AM in this bunch, but they've become rather toothless. They're more or less snake oil salesmen at this point. The edgiest person in that group that I would associate with Coast to Coast AM is a person by the name of Clyde Lewis who's just a blowhard alt-writer who tries to make connections between scientific discoveries and the fiction written by Lovecraft, mixed with the type of xenophobia you'd find on either Reddit or 4chan. And whether he believes what he espouses or not, his audience seems to. But any show he's hosting turns into a flaccid version of what everyone enjoyed about Art Bell. So now we're in the here and now. We have social media influencers telling people that 5G towers are to blame for the current pandemic. The anti-vaccination crowd is pushing a conspiracy angle about how the government and biopharma, however the hell that's defined, are leveraging COVID-19 to inject all of us with harmful vaccines instead of telling people to take vitamin C, I kid you not. And, of course, we have the supposed leader of the United States saying that people should inject household cleaners and expose themselves to UV light to kill or stop the virus. Now, a lot of people will say that anyone applying logic will be able to see the fallacies in conspiracy theories and dismiss them. Tell that to the NYC Poison Control Center which saw a jump of 30 cases within hours of the president's suggestion. People immediately jumped to exposing themselves to Lysol and bleach. And by exposing themselves, I don't mean dressing up in a trench coat. I mean either ingesting or injecting themselves. Tell that to the people in Oklahoma City who survived the bombing by a militia group who bought into anti-government conspiracies. Tell that to the followers of Kerry Hilson and others who support that 5G networks caused COVID-19 and who have actively damaged and destroyed wireless towers because of what these prominent influencers told them. We joke about conspiracy theories. But the truth is, they are harmful, and they have very real repercussions. There is a pernicious cognitive dissonance that allows even very intelligent people to buy into conspiracy theories. To those in position of authority who are declaiming conspiracies, your followers are listening. You can't walk back public statements by saying it's just a joke, or tell people that you just wanted to see how the media would report those remarks. Because in that moment, be it on the news, in a tweet, on Instagram, or even a Facebook post, people are looking to you for guidance and the truth. There's a reason why this podcast focuses on telling stories and examining things from the past. I dig up the facts and compare sources. They're available. People aren't flying by the seat of their pants for the next wild idea that I decide to espouse. I grew up in a household that bought into conspiracies And as a kid, it was tough to tease apart imagination from magical thinking. Everything from the relatively innocent conspiracies like the Merovingian bloodline to the more insidious ones about the Rothschild family were fairly common discourse at the dinner table when I was a kid. And it took me a very long time to understand conspiracy theories for what they were. Dangerous. There is a responsibility that people have to any audience because you cannot gauge who is going to take you seriously or not by your words. Whether it's talking about aliens, burrow owls, gay frogs, injecting Lysol, or why a tactical flashlight will keep you safe from them, for certain values of them. Sometimes... It's an institution. Sometimes it's a religion. Sometimes it's a race. Sometimes it's a gender or sexual identity. But every time, it's dangerous. As an aside, yeah, I have experienced some inexplicable things. And I might tell you about those at a later date. Not everything can be dismissed, but additional data always makes those inexplicable things less mystifying. And in a good way. Conspiracy theories operate on logical gaps. The basis might be a fragment of truth. But all the wild extrapolations are piled on top until it's something like a game of bullshit Jenga, and it doesn't take much nudging for that theory to fall apart. In the case of 5G towers and the coronavirus, 5G towers were being installed in China in November of last year, shortly before the outbreak. Therefore, one obviously led to another. If, then, logic is a fallacy. It's the kind of thing that leads people to have lucky numbers or wear specific hats when they go to casinos. And while there is something to be said for both routine and ritual, if, then, logic can lead you down a dead end very quickly for the anti vaccine crowd, as well as the alien conspiracy anti government crowd. Most of those conspiracies rely on the absence of information. To some, the government promoting vaccines over, let me check my notes here, taking vitamin C. That means they're ignoring nature or whatever, which means they must be up to no good. The absence, that gap in logic obviously hides the truth or whatever conspiracy they're promoting. It's a fallacy. Why hasn't the government done full disclosure on extraterrestrials living among us? Well, obviously it's because they don't want the truth to get out too quickly. But that relies on a person taking the idea of crashed saucers and alien alliances with our government as fact from the beginning. The government's gonna take our guns. They are. Any day now, George Soros, he's gonna snatch them all up. And no, now they're not. However, promoting that particular conspiracy certainly moves merchandise at gun shows and does help NRA lobbyists. As for injecting or, quote, exposing yourself, unquote, to bleach, Lysol, or some kind of light, that's dangerous misinformation and an abuse of not only intelligent people, but also the ones who will blindly follow such advice. You're putting people in harm's way. To go back towards the beginning of the show, that excerpt from Behold a Pale Horse and Alternatives 1, 2, and 3. The reasons why Bill Cooper mentioned them were, and he admitted to a few of them in that passage. Alternative 1. Blow a hole in the atmosphere so our pollution can escape. Remember, Behold a Pale Horse was published in the early 90s. As a hole in the ozone layer was gaining prominence, so Bill Cooper did what he did best. He managed to link scientific facts to a global conspiracy. Alternative 2 create a series of underground tunnels for select people so they can escape our dying and overpopulated planets. This is actually a tough one to nail down. But other conspiracies were popping up at the time about deep underground military bases, which makes for an interesting acronym, where all sorts of wild experiments were taking place, such as bioengineering, alien breeding programs, etc. To date, nothing factual has come to the surface, so to speak, to lend credence to Alternative 2. Alternative 3. Exploit alien and conventional technology to establish colonies on the moon and elsewhere to avoid overpopulation on Earth and expand our dominion. I mean, this plugs into other conspiracy theories that we landed on the moon prior to 1969, as well as the one that the transistor, the foundation of modern electronics and computing, was not developed by humans, but was rather given to us by extraterrestrials or salvaged from a wrecked UFO. See, the transistor was developed in the late 40s, and Cooper, along with many lesser-known conspiracy theorists, tie it with the crash at Roswell. Going one step further, in 1977, the BBC released a docudrama titled Alternative 3, about the disappearance of scientists over the decade and their ties with new technology, space, travel, and possibly extraterrestrials. However, applying just a touch of research makes that particular tower of bullshit go splat because Alternative 3 was, in fact, a production from the BBC. It was aired in 1977 on April 1st, and the conspiracy... Conspiracies that have sprung up around it over the decades has created fools for all seasons. The more I think about it, I may just start a separate series wherein we pick a conspiracy theory and deconstruct it and show it for what it really is. Anyway, next time I'll actually read a story for everyone and post it to the Facebook page because entries such as these cannot be found in the regular spot where you get the Mothball Prophecies podcast. In the meantime, let me know your favorite conspiracy theories so I can just start my research. Until then, sleep tight.